0: Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host.
1: What's up, guys? Good morning. Welcome to Game Changer. I'm David Villa. It's Monday. It's that day. It's the beginning of the week. It is time for gains. It is time for gains. Come on, D-A-I-N-S. It is an acronym. Mikey is Correct. And then just breaking it down. We're talking about grace, attitude, aspire. <laughs> <Something> <laughs> nobility. Is, nobility. I knew it was a word that we don't use anymore. I knew it was a word straight up from like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or something. You know. But uh, it is nobility and then steadfast. And, uh, but it's going to be a really good series. I think we're going to um, have some fun with it. And again, Mikey, being correct, it is, it is for our... Growth, all right, and that's what we're going to talk about, and it's going to be an incredible uh, week as we discuss it. We're going to break down grace today. We're going to break down what it means. You know, there's a quote, uh, something I said it last week. I think on Twitter, but I, I, you know, I said it a couple of years ago in, in some meeting or what have you, and the guys got it, but and snagged it, and we've we've tweeted it or posted it a few times. But yeah, I don't need to understand the grace of God, or I don't need to understand God's grace to know I need it. I don't need to understand God's grace to understand that I need it. <clears throat> you know, we need God's grace and aren't you glad that you don't have to understand it? You know, matter of fact, um, one of the most one of the mo- one of the most peaceful or peace-giving, which all scripture really kind of at their proper time right gives peace, but one of the most peace-giving scriptures. And at the same time um, mysterious scriptures is the scripture that talks about my grace is sufficient. Because, because God says, he says, my grace is sufficient. And it usually comes at a place, I mean, it would be a lot better, and it is a lot better when you read it on the front end and you understand it and walk in his grace, which is what we're going to try to attempt to do today is talk about this. But if you happen to be into a position where you, uh, you have forgotten God's grace or you've lost sight of God's grace, That's okay as well. We tend to always kind of hit sometimes from those perspectives, but you don't always have to be, uh, you know, you don't always have to be pulled out of a hole. Some of you can be on a mountaintop right now, and I want to get that revelation of God's grace in your spirit so that you understand what it is to walk in it. But if you happen to find yourself right now in a place in need of right now on time, God's grace, right this very second, then I want to tell you that that scripture, that his grace is sufficient also is a peace-giving scripture because it puts you in a place where you're just like, man, he's got this. And so quick shout out to my daughter and my son-in-law, Matthias Nash. And I know Mike mentioned that in the uh, opening as well. This weekend was incredible. Um, you know, they've got tons of pictures uh, coming. They did start posting some things on social media. We do have some things we're going to post today, um, just a few things. But, man, just just congratulations to them. They are in air right now getting ready to land in Doha uh, in a couple of 3 4 hours yeah which is where uh, is that it is in uh, Q- qatar oh okay qatar. and then they are then flying to maldives 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 the maldives maldives. The maldives. 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 Yes. maldives yeah so they're going to be hanging out there for a few days that's a credible resort there so um but they are uh in air have been in air all night but anyway we just um want to i just so thankful for what god did for that wedding but um and it was his grace right there so so let's dive in, guys. What do you say we dive into grace? We're going to give away. We were meaning to give. We've been talking a lot about faith gear too, and I don't want to um, um, take too much time, but I do want to say this. We've been talking about it, and Mike had it, um, had a shirt on. Ashton, you know, in the last week's video, had a shirt on as well. Um, I'm gonna have Mike come grab this, and we'll figure out a way to show it to you. We want to give something away today. It is. We have not um, done. Uh, we have not done a post yet. <laughs> we have not. We have not posted. Um, anything yet, but we will be posting some things this week, partially because Matias and Ashton are so involved in our social media and they've been planning for the wedding, now they're gone until the end of the month, but we will be giving away this is uh, really cool, we're going to give this away, this is available, this is incredibly cool, Um, we have a gray one as as well, so it's like a gray hoodie this is our Faith Gear hoodie with a really cool summer, I know the hoodie in summer they don't seem to go to, but you know what they do these days, All right, you could wear a hoodie straight up in the summer, why not? Just don't go outside too long if you live in Florida. But it says established 2019 Faith Gear. It's got a really cool pattern. This is a very, 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 very cool hoodie. Again, it comes in white and gray. We're going to give this away today on the show, okay? We're going to give one away. And you can also go to faithgear.co and buy one, all right? And then this is really cool. It's inspired me. Um, the guys here designed it. It's our original design. It's our, call it our black sheep shirt. And it's really a, based on the story of uh, uh, ultimate grace, where God... Says I I will leave the 99 to go after the one. It inspired me such to get it a tattoo here on my on my arm of it. I liked it so much just to remind me of this favorite passage. But um, it's a long sleeve tee. It's white. It says black sheep. But you know, kind of in the I don't know what you call that missing some letters font (laughs) I don't know but it's on purpose and this is the black sheep tee and it's got the little sheep with the 99 right here I love this as well this is uh well we have we have several I think uh eight uh different items were just dropped recently they're on faithgear.co actually I don't think they are yet are they on faithgear.co yet
0: I don't know if he's, is he, are they up today? Oh, they are up okay. today.
1: Okay, so they are on faithgear.co. So that just happened as well. They've been in-house, but we had to upload them. So you can go to faithgear.co. We'll post that in the comments, and you can check them out. But we're going to give these away today. And what we're going to do is we're gonna, we want you to share the show. We ask that you share the show. Um, so if you share right now, by the end of the, today, we're going to pull a name out of the share and then comment, you know, share and comment, all right? And, uh, and then we're going to give this away. We're going to give one of these hoodies away, and we're going to give one of these black sheep shirts away. Do we we also um, have anyway? We're we'll talking about that. So let's dive into gains a little bit here. <clears throat> let's talk about it. Hopefully, the, the the goal this week is to we talked about get fit last week, and really what this is today get fit was um, the need to you know really move into uh, these fitness areas of all aspects of our life. But today, really gains is where you begin to see progress, and this is how we do it. You know, this is how we do it. In the next week, Diane and I are going to dive into some relationship stuff and some finance stuff, and we're going to have that available as uh, as well. So God's grace the concept of grace is, you know, it's familiar to believers. I mean, most followers of Christ, you know, um I mean, you, you 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 see churches in town. I mean, you can go into any town in America, probably most um, you know, western civilized towns and what have you, you know, that um pattern themselves after, you know, you know, a western civilization and you can find a church with the title grace in it. I mean, it's a very common you know, title, you know, because God's grace is so uh, necessary and so important to the gospel message, right? It's not for grace, not for the amazing grace. And so most followers are familiar with it, uh, most followers of Jesus, yet it's still complicated. I mentioned it earlier in the scripture that I I said about his grace being sufficient. It's still complicated to understand. And it's even harder to explain. That's why we wanted to do the first day on this. We wanted to, we wanted to really j- dive into to games because if you have to understand God's grace before you can get, you know, in the proper attitude. And attitude is very important. And then before you can, before you have to have the right attitude based on his grace and understanding his grace for your life and others, by the way. We're going to get a little bit into that at the end today before you can inspire someone. And then, you know, and then the nobility, we're going to get into that. Even though it's, it's a word, I mean, we were, we were looking for an N word, but the reality is it's still a word that is so important, even though we don't maybe use that. When we look at synonyms of that word on Thursday, we're going to find out that it's so necessary. And then, and then of course, steadfast and staying in it, right? Not just, not just starting in His grace, but remaining in it. So the concept of grace is important, but let's explain it and let's break it down. So what is grace exactly? All right, let's look at the Greek word. We're gonna break some Hebrew, some Greek out today, right? It's, it's cheris, C-H-R-I-S, cheris, And it means goodwill, goodwill, loving kindness, and favor. So when you talk about God's grace and it's sufficient, his goodwill, his loving kindness, and his favor is sufficient. It means that. It's, it's God, it's unmerited or unearned. It's like the one place where you, you're going to really get something of value without earning it. I mean, we really without earning it. And no matter what you do, you can't earn it. So it's unmerited favor. Unmerited favor. That's cool. Unmerited kindness. Like where you, you don't earn it. Unconditional love given to an undeserving world. That's grace, right? That's a really good definition of grace. And we've done absolutely nothing to earn it. So the whole world needs grace. And whether someone lives in a palace or a prison, kind of say this, it's free. 100% free. And it's free to those who receive it. And that's the key there. It's hard for some people. It's easy for some people to receive grace. It's easy for some people to receive grace. Maybe they don't understand it. Maybe it's easy for some to to receive it, but those same people that easily receive it might not easily understand it. And then it's you get another personality, I think, type where, or another, you know, where they understand it so much so that it's hard for them to receive it. And you have two, two groups, and so the world needs it, and it's one hundred percent free. And here's the deal: you can't do anything to earn it. It's free, but you have to receive it. So while it's free to us, it cost God everything. Right? Grace was given in a remarkable way. We know this message of the cross, right? It's through God's Son Jesus. He chose to give his life. So looking at John 3.16, that we all know, I'm gonna read it out at NIV, it said God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And that believe word, by the way, is important, just so I want to point this out because that scripture is so commonly known, that believe word is not just like believe in, you know, like I believe in Santa Claus, you know, I believe, I believe and continually believe. I, I continually believe in him, and I will not perish or have eternal life. Because if you believe in him, you'll live for him, right? By his grace. That's the essence of God's limitless grace, right? Jesus was sent to down a cross before anyone could even receive him. Nobody's without sin. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of his glory. Every one of us. There's not a single human being, right? Uh, that, that's just not sin. So um, Jesus was sent to down a cross before anyone could even receive him. Nobody's without sin, and everyone falls short of God's standard Read uh, Romans uh, three twenty four there, Mike. Yet God in His grace fully makes us right. Wait, in, in His what? In His grace.
0: Well,
1: wait, 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 I want you to say, look. Yet God. So let's break this down. Yet who? God. In His what? Grace. And He what makes us right? Fully makes us right. Think about this. God did it in His grace, and He did it complete. That's the first set, three parts of that scripture. So go ahead.
0: Yet God in His grace fully makes us right in His sight. He did this through Jesus, through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. Romans 3.24.
1: So God did it. Not you, not I. We didn't earn it. So yet God, in his grace, which we understand or maybe not, which we receive easily or maybe not, which we can explain or maybe not. So God did it in his grace fully. He fully made us right in his sight. Now, this is what's really cool. Because God can't look on sin. He couldn't even look at Jesus on the cross after a period of time. He had to turn his head because he can't look at sin. But the reality is we are made right in his sight through grace. And all we have to do is say yes to Jesus, right? Yes to Jesus. And, and so I want to give you some ways here in a few minutes to break down what grace means. Because what I want to do is make it stupid simple. I want to make it like really, really simple for us, all of us, because it's not complicated. Even though grace is like, is like it's something that can only be thought up by God, it is, it is such a simple thing. There's not a lot to it. It's just, it's almost one of those things where like you and I, if we can't do something simple, we have to figure out a complicated way to do it. God did something extremely complica- complicated, very simple. And you go, well, how did he do that? And it's, it's interesting because that's what God does. I mean, God is God. He's just like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do it. I mean, you know, It's going to be done in a real simple way. And it shows his power of reality. So let's take, let's take a few things. Let's break down what grace means. So it's God's way of treating us as if we've never sinned. That's, that's kind of cool. It reminds me of the story of the prodigal son... You know, we talked about multiple times on this podcast where he, I mean, this guy, this kid had every reason. I mean, he, he turned his back on his dad. He didn't appreciate the father. He didn't appreciate what he had. You know, he, he, he took what was rightfully his, but when you get an inheritance, you get it typically when it's given to you. But it was his, but it wasn't time yet, but he took it anyway. He asked for it. So it shows that he cared more about that than he cared about his father. Because he, he asked for something that he knew he had coming, but it wasn't time to give it to him yet. The father hadn't, 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 it wasn't time yet. But the son asked for it, he got it. And then this kid did everything wrong, right? And then spent everything and hit rock bottom. And then it's, it's, he came back, and in in the picture of the father is that the father, you know, met him, was looking for him, was looking for him, met him, treated him like his son, and like he had never sinned. So that's what God's grace does. It means it, it's a way of God treating us as if we've never sinned. It means this: that our past failures—how about this guy? Serve a purpose, not shame. Hmm. It means our past failures, which we've got plenty of, serve a purpose, not shame. How does that speak to you?
0: That's a that's a big one um, for me. For a lot of my life, is you know I've talked about this before. Was getting over the things I've done in my past that allowed that stopped me from going. Why well, I used to do this, or you know, just yesterday, you know, I cussed somebody out. How could I possibly, you know, how could I possibly be doing what God's asking me for when I was, you know, in a way so terrible yesterday?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the shame—it's it, hard to overcome the shame because we've talked about this before. Shame is one of the tools the enemy uses to get at you, but shame's also a mental game. Mm-hmm. It's not always the enemy coming in and going, "Hey." you you you're not good you're not good enough to do this sometimes it's our own minds messing with us sometimes it's our own brain just going well you just did this yesterday you know mm. why 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 would god use somebody that just you know cussed the customer out at at the shop why, yeah. why would god use somebody like that yeah it's it's tough to get past
1: how, you know it's funny it overcomes how about this one this is the third one it overcomes the hardest of hearts <clears throat> So it's interesting that how God's grace works. I mean, so I just experienced this with somebody recently where somebody I care about, you know, that um then trying to help and realizing that, you know, other than praying for and loving in general, I can't help this person in the way that I could if the timing were different, meaning if, you know, that person were ready. And, you know, you look at it and you, and you just say, God, man, you know, their heart's hard towards you. And if you know somebody whose heart is hardened, grace is, God can't make anyone change either. It's just, it's, hear me on this for a second. He can't make anyone change. But his grace has a way of overcoming the hardest hearts. What he does is he outlasts it. And his grace is sufficient. So while this person is going through, you know their situations, <clears throat> and they're in need of God's grace. And you're sitting there. You got to understand that God is not an is not a, a, an evil ogre. That you know I'm gonna I'm done with this person. I'm just gonna wipe them off the earth. I mean, you know, pray for protection over their life. If you know someone like this, pray for God to keep them alive, to cover them, and to continue to work on their heart. And here's here's the thing you got to understand is is in, so that pres- preserving there, God will do that. He'll answer your prayer, and then his grace will get through. And it may be a tough situation. Sometimes they have to hit bottom. Sometimes they have to hit situations. But his grace, even though that situation is a bottom, his grace is always around. And God always can take nothing or less than nothing, just bottom, and make something out of it. And so his grace overcomes the hardest of hearts. So don't lose hope because you can't make someone do something, but neither can God. And that's the thing. I, t- I told somebody recently about this person. I said, you know what? If, if I said, you know, it breaks my heart and it breaks your heart for us not to be able to help. I said, but if we can't help, if, if it breaks our heart, imagine how God's heart feels. And I said, if we can't do it, I mean, if God can't do it, how could I do it? Meaning he can't do it, meaning he's not going to cross that line and make somebody do something. So my, my prayer changed for this person after this experience, and I just prayed, hey, God, keep this person alive. Cover them, protect them, and then let your grace continue to work on them because it has to overcome that hard heart. Amen? Oh, yeah. Mm. How about this? It meets us exactly where we are but doesn't leave us in that place. <laughs> That's cool.
0: It's always that one's always a cool one when you think about it because I can think about times in my life where I've been at my lowest and God's met me exactly where I was, right? And I wasn't in the same place after that meeting,
1: right? That's funny. Go ahead. <laughs> this is funny. We had a technical glitch, but no, it's just funny. It was just funny. I was just showing you guys like it's funny on the image on there. Go ahead.
0: Um, but so it was, yeah. it was legitimately, um, I'm trying to think of a very specific time, probably when i've talked about this before i had a leader um, that ended up leaving the church i was serving at and i was taking over as the interim leader and within a few weeks um not only was i had the, did i have the stress of training somebody that was supposed to eventually take over um, i was trying to in my best possible way lead the team of people i was supposed to lead and i find out within a couple of weeks that the leader that had left had basically all of my personal things that I had dealt with over the years had basically just put all of my info to everybody around. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I could think of was not, like, it wasn't a, it was meant to do something to me. It wasn't a, oops, this slipped, I just happened to talk about this. Like, it was meant to tear me down. Mm. It came from a place of jealousy, and I could tell that. And I remember I was at such a low point, because now everybody that is supposed to be looking at me to lead now knows every single thing that I've gone through in the past year. And I'm going, how are they looking at me now? And I remember God coming to me literally one one Sunday morning. I got to church early to do um, all the normal setup. And I was sitting there, and God said, people don't care about your past. People don't care about you. I don't care about your past. You're doing what I've called you to do. Let me take you and let me use you to lead the way you're supposed to lead. And I remember it was such a low point that I had in my life because I really was like borderline depressed with thinking about everybody knew everything about me. Mm -hmm. I'm not ashamed of the things I've done, but it's not something I necessarily want to broadcast to everybody. You know, I don't want to broadcast every single time I struggled in my life yet. Everybody knew all of them. Yeah. So, but I remember God meeting me literally in church that morning. And I remember I left that day in such a better spot. Mm -hmm. It was just me sitting in a church, nobody else there. And he literally said, I will let you lead, and you'll lead the way I want you to. Just follow me. And he picked me up, and he
1: took me. And I remember I had never been at a low point like that again. Because it doesn't leave you in the place that finds you. Right. But then it also, on the last point, has no requirements. We just have to recognize our need for it. So I don't have to understand. It goes back to my quote in the beginning. Understand God's grace to understand that I need it. So can I just say this? We're all spiritually bankrupt outside of God's grace. Every single one of us. If we have any worth in God at all, it's because of his grace. It's something that can't be purchased by us or earned. It can, it was purchased by the blood of Jesus, but it can't be purchased by us. We can't buy it. You could be, you could be the richest person in your town and you still can't buy God's grace. I mean, if one of my favorite stories in the Bible was when the woman with the issue was it was a two, two individuals meeting in a time where God's grace was the only thing that it could have helped either one of them. And it was a woman that had nothing, a woman with the issue of blood that had absolutely nothing. She, matter of fact, the Bible said she spent all she had and had a 12 year issue that she couldn't get relief and heal, healing from. She tried everything. And if you read in like the Talmud, which is like the Jewish traditions and stuff, she tried multiple things that they would have had her try. I mean, there were crazy rituals that she tried. She wore things around town. She, you know, there are things that she did to try to get healing from this issue because and that's more Jewish tradition. And she spent everything on these other sources, these, these doctors and these, these remedies. And it said that she not only didn't get better, she got worse, but then she came to a place where... Grace was the only thing that could help her because she was scared, moved her way into the crowd, touched Jesus, and then his grace began to touch her. But right in the middle of that situation, there's the opposite side of the society spectrum. A man named Jairus who had a 12-year-old daughter, woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. <clears throat> he had a 12-year-old daughter. That's not a coincidence. And then his, he was a ruler, so he had money. He had status, he had position, he had influence. And even though this woman had nothing and had spent everything, he had everything, but what he had couldn't buy what he needed. And so he interrupted everything, but he fell on his knees. He humbled himself before God, realizing that everything I have is still not enough for what I need. And he said, basically, not knowing, I need your grace. I need you to show up. And Jesus stopped everything, right? Stopped everything and went to his house and healed his daughter. And so I just want to, you know, what grace is not something you could purchase yet. We're often drawn to earning. We earn an income, we earn rewards, we earn respect, and we feel good when we do this, right? Because we actually did something that warrants us receiving some type of accolade some type of reward or payment, but when we're given a free gift like grace, we don't know how to accept it sometimes because we put no effort towards it. So this is why we have to understand that grace is a gift and we have to understand it as a gift. We've, we've received birthday gifts, Christmas gifts, and when we do, we typically say the most common two words, right? Thank you. Let's do the same with God's grace. You know, Jairus could have said, "Hey, let me let me put money in your treasury." Jesus, man, come on, let me let me fund your next, you know, let me fund your next six months of walking around, you know, and and, and feeding people and, and ministering to people. Let me do this. But the be- the biggest thing he could have understood and thought was that, hey, you know, thank you because this gift wasn't purchased. You didn't do this for what you could get. You did this for what you could give. And his grace is just that. So let's do the same with God's grace. We don't deserve it. We can't earn it. We're unable to repay it. So we must simply thank Him for it and receive it. So no matter how bad our choices as Mike said seem, no matter where you are right now listening or watching this, we're never beyond the reach of God's grace. And on the days when we think we have it all together, right? Even on those days, we we never we're never on the other side of needing God's grace. And now that we understand what it is and that we didn't do anything to earn it, We need to to realize that the rest of this week we can go a little deeper on how to live it out. How to live out the grace we've been graciously giving. And that's where we're going to get into attitude. We're going to get into inspiration. We're going to get into nobility. We're going to get into being steadfast. We're going to get into gains. We're going to get into gains because God gave you his grace to save you, yes. But if he just wanted, listen, if he just wanted to save you, and that's it. If all it's about is just save you for eternity, then here's the deal. Sam, come to Jesus. Amen. Boom. Sam drops dead, goes to heaven. You know what I mean? Like, what else is there? So here's the deal. Sam, how old were you when you got saved, Sam? I was about 14. 14 years old. Let's just say Sam lives. If God tarries and Jesus doesn't come back before this, let's say Sam lives to 90 years old. From 14 to 90 is 76 years. So 76 years, Sam will, could be on this earth after his salvation. So what is Sam going to do with that time? And that's where gains come in. We have to understand God's grace and what happens after His grace. We don't ever stop needing it, but what happens after His grace enters our life? Now let's begin to increase in Him. Amen. That's what we're going to talk about this week because we are we. I think we need to tap in to what God's called us to do here on this earth and what he's placed us here for. That's what gains is about because we need to be, we need to be stronger in him today than we were yesterday. We need to be more mature in him today than we were yesterday. We need to be more understanding of people today than we were yesterday. And so I want to gain. I want to gain. I want to gain. Amen?
0: Amen. I think when it comes to God's grace, the one thing to always keep in your mind, whether you, If you are a believer, think about every single time you've messed up. Think about, and I'm not saying this in a negative way, because this is the reflection of God's grace. Think about every time that you felt down and then think about every single time that God's walked right back up to you as if nothing ever happened. Right. That's God's grace does not matter what you did. It does not matter where you came from. If you ask, he's there, he's always going to be there. If you aren't a believer, think about this. You have, if you're a parent, or you can think about your parents. No matter what you did, your parents always showed you love. No matter what, no matter how many times you messed up, they may have given you tough love, but they always loved you,
1: and that's grace. Mm. Come on, somebody. All right, <laughs> all right. So, all right, so we, let's. So I think Patrick mentioned this word in his comment, right? We have to get. He said something like about black sheep in his comment. I'll have Patrick, to is, check. Let's see. Is this the one? This is the one he wants, right here. I think. Yeah. So here, Patrick Christie is
0: going to to get the black sheep. So that leaves the faith gear we got floral. a faith gear
1: we do have some uh right faith we're giving away this shirt today yep this so the hand. hoodie
0: is actually going to go to dana dowd
1: dana dowd okay
0: i already did the uh while you were talking we and do have we up.
1: do have some really cool shirts too somebody uh last week they when they came in uh, some we had some guests in our office um abby and justin yeah and abby's love the toss and jonah shirt oh and yeah then, um i know that uh, uh somebody else commenting on that shirt as well and
0: the Reckless Love one looks really good. Even the Made Perfect one, it looks really good, which all is a female specific shirt.
1: But <clears throat> maybe we'll give away a shirt each day this week. Yeah. give away one shirt for. We'll give away one shirt. So we're going to bring. We're going to give away a Reckless Love shirt tomorrow. We're going to give away a Tossing Jonah shirt on Wednesday. We'll give away a Made Perfect shirt uh, on Thursday. And we'll give away a Yahshua shirt on Friday. Yep. Is that all of them? Is yep, that Miss That's one? all of them. Did I miss one? No, no that's it. Because we gave away two today. So, all right, cool. We'll give away one of each of those. So, um, and when we we'll and pick, when you guys get, get
0: them, make sure you post them hashtag Faith Gear. Make sure we can see it. We want to share yes, it, please. Um, but thank you all for listening today. Song of the day today. Um, it really hit. Um, I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Um, I can't remember the last part you said, but it reminded me. Reckless Love. Reckless was. Love. It was like the moment you started saying that, I'm like, okay, that's the perfect song for today. Yeah. So Reckless Love, not not the shameless plug about our actual design that we just put out there. Yeah. <laughs> but check that song out if you've never heard it. It's absolutely a great listen. Um, but thank you all for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Matias, Ashton, if you guys see this, enjoy your time away. We'll talk to you guys soon. And on that note, we have Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer Group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.